0: January 23, 2021. This is The Better Life. I'm your host, Timothy Lawson. Coming on a rare Saturday release. Uh, this week was a little weird technology-wise. Um, my computer crapped out on me, uh, and it, it was just this endless loop of start, restart, error, need to restart, force, restart, error. Uh, I just actually kind of let it go at one point, but like, alright, I'm done messing with this, and... Uh, after a while, started doing some automatic repairs, it restarted, and everything seems to be back to normal. That finally happened um, late Thursday night, uh, conf- and then uh, Friday was just too full for me to, uh, to squeeze out the episode. So here we are, Saturday morning, uh, with a new episode, but should be back on track for a Thursday drop uh, this coming week. Living the better life means sitting on your damn couch, making bets legal in your state. The state of Virginia, which passed legislation uh, in summer of 2020, finally had gone went live with their first operator just this past week, Thursday, January 21st. FanDuel went live in the state of Virginia, and boy, I shed a tear. I shed a tear. On the list of rights that Americans and or humans in general have been uh, waiting for for the uh, uh, to be able to exercise, this is far down on the list of anything that actually matters, but boy, it still felt kind of nice to uh, to watch something that had not been possible or legal uh, in my entire lifetime. Finally, 32 years later, um, the opportunity comes when Paspa gets struck down by the Supreme Court, and 35 years later, as I am now, uh, the state of Virginia, the first state that I've ever resided in, uh, to allow me to legally bet on sports. Uh, a couple of you, or at least one of you, asked uh, if FanDuel is a, is at all a book of preference for me, or if I'm just excited because they went live. It's definitely the latter. I actually don't really <laughs> like FanDuel all that much. Uh, their lines are meh, and they don't have a lot of the soccer leagues that I enjoy betting into. They definitely don't have a lot of the future markets that I enjoy shopping, so want DraftKings and the others get involved I imagine FanDuel will be uh be forgotten. They don't even have like fun boost odds in my opinion. Like in other I think other books I like, can find boost odds that are kind of worth doing. FanDuel really has uh, boost odds boosted odds that I think are priced in a way uh, to make it worthwhile to bet. So uh, I'm excited. Virginia's uh Virginia's doing it. And of all the of all the states that I've lived in um uh, I mean, I haven't lived in too many, but uh, Washington State being the only other one that uh that has legalized it, but their system from what I from what it sounds like is, or I don't even know if they've stood up, stood up yet, but it sounds like the way that they're going to implement it's trash. So, uh, I'm very fortunate, uh, very grateful to be living in the Commonwealth of Virginia with the opportunity to legally bet on sports inside the United States. It is um. It's surreal, almost in a way. Uh, Four years ago, uh, before before New Jersey brought their case up to the third, I think it was the third Circuit Court, um, I was like, "Man, this isn't going to go anywhere." But when it got called up to the Supreme Court, I was like, "Oh shit, it's on!" And lo and behold, here we are, 2021, uh, and I can legally bet on sports. In my state, very excited about that. Okay, I got some other things I'm going to t- chat about here, but uh, I'm going to get rolling into my segment with Mark Duvall, uh where we go over scenes of movies or TV shows that have references to gambling. Now, usually uh, in the first two episodes, we sort of, I sort of, we picked apart. Certain scenes here and there, and sort of culminated with like this with one episode that was kind of full of them. This one, not so much the case. It really is just sort of a hey. In this episode, I noticed this, and this this episode, I noticed that uh, we go over uh, Rick uh, some more Rick and Morty and introduce some community and scrubs, uh, into this conversation. And then Mark reveals, uh, the show he'd like to go over, uh, at the end of our discussion. So without further ado, better viewing with Mark Duvall. All right, Mark Duvall, I've hit record. We can start chatting. You know, the last time I, I, uh, recorded with Eric, my entire computer froze in the middle of us recording the entire computer froze. Uh-huh. And, uh, the the, the the podcast life, right, is I if my computer freezes, the only thing I'm worried about is, oh, my God, am I going to have the recording? <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. yeah Who knows what's wrong with my computer? Uh, but God damn it, do I have the 20 minutes that I just got done recording? No kidding. Um, fortunately, uh, it was all there. Uh, Mark Duvall, how are you? Very good. Thank you, Tim. Uh, good. Before we get started, I do want to plug uh, a cool little thing you did. Uh, last night, and last night being um, relative to when we're recording, uh, it would have been Tuesday evening, uh, right? No. Monday yes. Uh, no. Uh, What's today? Today's Tuesday. Yeah, sorry. Been You're a right. Monday evening. Monday yes, sorry.
1: Monday evening, January 18th. Yes. That's right.
0: <laughs> um, you did a little uh, little YouTube live event with um, with a YouTube account called Same Bet. Yes. Um, and you guys, ch- you guys chatted about some things that are uh, similar to what we chat about here. Very similar, um, so yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm talking about uh, – now, that's not a podcast, right? That's just a YouTube show or, or, or am I mistaking that?
1: No, you are correct. Yeah, it's okay. just a YouTube show that I think he does once a week or he tries to put out once a week, right?
0: Got it. Uh, very cool. Well, you, uh, you tweeted about it. Uh, so if anybody's curious, the link is uh, available via your, uh, your Twitter feed. Uh, yes. And I
1: assume it's still up there. You know, it was a live stream at the time, but I'm sure it's still there um, that you yeah. can watch. So yeah, just like an hour of us talking about Hollywood and gambling.
0: Yeah, I think the I think the URL remains the same. If yeah, I understand YouTube. Uh, correctly, okay, Mark. Uh, the last time we did this, we had a lot of fun talking about James Bond, specifically yes. Sean Connery. Got a lot of great feedback from people, good. people really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, it seems like, I mean, this is the fourth installment of this, and I think we found something here, Mark. People are liking this.
1: Good, oh, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, because I certainly join talk, I enjoy talking about it. I think you do too. I think we've got pretty good, lively conversations. Yeah,
0: and uh, I have. I've learned, and this was this was what I thought would, this was, I guess, not really my concern was, but I was curious if people would enjoy this, even if they didn't watch the programming that we were talking Mm-mm, about. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, even if they're not into the programming, they still think it's a fun conversation. And that to me means uh, this is something we're going to keep doing. Great. This week, we're going to uh, talk about some of the usual suspects from Uh, from earlier episodes and also introduce a couple of new shows. But before we get to those, I have, I I sent you a handful of talking points, kind of random and all three of them unrelated to each other, but they, they came to mind and I was like, you know what, instead of me sitting here thinking about it, why don't I ask Mark to talk about it on the show? Um, So we're going to, we'll start with this one. And I don't know why this came to mind, but it did. And now I'm curious, which actor do you think, uh, like, if they were either... I guess i are going to have to even be in a casino setting. They could maybe be outside of the casino setting, uh, maybe, and especially outside the casino setting. Do you think might be recognized by a gambler for a role they had uh, that isn't as big as maybe other features that they've been in that someone who's not into gambling content would recognize them for?
1: Right. And, yeah, so as gamblers what role would maybe we see and really zero in on that maybe the actor isn't necessarily known for? Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, For me, I thought this was an obvious choice. I don't know about you, but for me, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman playing craps in Hard Eight. He's like this young kind of jerk at the table. Uh, And he's so good in the role. I mean, he is so convincing. We've all been on tables with this guy. To me, that jumps out because it's not certainly a role that he's known for. Right. He had a great career, and this is a very small role for him, but that's the one that jumped out at me.
0: So uh, I thought Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, I also thought Edward Norton possibly even – for I rounders? think there's a, yeah, for rounders. I think yeah. there's, I think there's a, uh, of course many of us know him as Tyler Durden and another, a, a number of other roles, but I think if gambler saw him, that's the movie they'd reference first. Okay, sure. Yeah. I'll go you with know? that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Matt Damon, probably not. If I saw Matt Damon, I'd probably go into my Kevin Smith movie bag on, uh, on things <laughs> I want to talk to him about. Um, and I, I thought, uh, so I, th- Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was is a good one Uh, I think Edward Norton's up there Um, I even thought there's I I think I actually to me I thought the obvious one and and not that gamblers are unaware of the bigger roles but if we saw this actor we want to talk to them about the gambling or casino related role uh George Clooney
1: yeah um I guess the only reason I wouldn't Necessarily pick him out is because he's so obvious in the Ocean movies.
0: Yeah, you know, that's I mean, a good that's point. A, maybe at a non gambler is probably bringing up Ocean first too.
1: Yeah, that's. a yeah, I mean, that's that's a big role. That's in a great his point. Career. That's yeah. a good point.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, now that I think about it, I don't know if there's another role I would even bother bringing up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if I talk to, now that I think about that's it, true. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. That was such a big part. And yeah. You know, maybe it wasn't something that he was nominated for right but it's something that yeah i think that the general public hey name a george clooney movie especially since there were three of them they might bring up oceans yeah
0: yeah that's a great point um maybe up in the air i might bring up up in the air that's probably the other movie that i bring up if i talk to george clooney well you
1: know that's a great movie but most people haven't seen it you know what i mean it's not mainstream like oceans 11 yeah up in the Air. it is a great movie i agree that's the kind of thing he's gonna get Critical attention for um, about, that he might not get for Ocean.
0: In that state so uh now that I'm just in my head thinking, is there a member of the Oceans Eleven cast where that's not the case? And I'm thinking maybe Don Cheadle.
1: Yeah, Don Cheadle's a good choice. I was thinking Bernie Mack. Bernie Mac. Yeah, um, that's yeah. a great
0: yeah, that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, gosh, there's so many people in that movie. You know, Elliot Gould, although I guess he was in uh, California split in the 70s. But still, when you think Elliot Gould, you don't necessarily think uh, Gambler. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's so many others. But I guess George Clooney (laughs) and maybe Brad Pitt would be the ones that you don't mention because, you know, they're so prominent in the roles. I don't know.
0: Now, only because I'm really into this movie, I thought of this. I know this is this is a Tim Lawson thing. This isn't an actual answer to the question, but Christopher Walken came to mind because I was like, I would want to talk to him about Pool Hall Junkies. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sure. Like, tell me about the monologue at the end of how you're a millionaire and you want to shoot it all. Just tell me. Pool Hall Junkies, we've brought up on the show. The only reason, the only thing that's holding us back from doing anything related to Pool Hall Junkies is it's it, you can't find it anywhere. It's not streaming yeah, anywhere. Yeah. You, can't, you can't buy the dvd on amazon if you go to ebay some people have the dvd priced as high as 50 bucks 60 bucks oh, because it's so
1: hard to find
0: um
1: i've got the dvd maybe
0: i'll just bootleg it well here's what to, i was really that'll surprised be for your
1: santa next
0: year <laughs> well, well uh b- before you send it over i d- yeah. i am a part of a facebook group uh called b- called buy nothing and it's um it, there are all that a whole bunch of communities have these buy nothing groups and essentially you you put up things that you're just willing to give away and uh, you hmm. request things that you're just sort of looking for that someone's like has no problem with just giving you. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. It's very. And I, I put all junkies up there yesterday thinking I got to get a copy of this DVD <laughs> and I, I have, I have a lead on one. So I think there's a chance I might get a copy of it, but what surprised me, Mark, when we, um, last night RX gamble was asking for, uh, for movie re- recommendations and I recommended owning Mahoney coming fresh off of your conversation uh, with Same Bet. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't find it anywhere. And I was like, oh, I didn't really think about it not streaming. And then someone came through and was like, well, the whole, it, you can find the whole movie on YouTube. Okay. So then I checked for Pool Hall Junkies, and I was actually kind of surprised that it wasn't there. Um yeah. for a movie that doesn't seem to really care about whether or not it exists on the <laughs> internet altogether yeah, right. I'm surprised no one has bothered to pirate <laughs> pirate or bootleg that up into yeah, really. Uh, anyway so Um, If there's if there's ever an opportunity for that, uh, I I think that's a that's a fantastic move. I want to find a reason for us to talk about it, even if we're not confident that everybody can can watch. We may do it anyways. Yeah, uh,
1: that's true. Yeah. yeah. And and just for the record, I won't be bootlegging the DVD. (laughs) You know, I. I've got people in the FBI who know who I am. So
0: I was going to wanna... say, uh, the, <laughs> well, I mean, the FBI is pretty pretty busy right now with uh, they with some are pretty other busy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna pop up on my Twitter feed and like the trending topics: FBI arrests South Ca- Southern California man for bootlegging pool hall junkies. <laughs> I couldn't find it anywhere. I was doing the public a favor. Southern California man bootlegs independent movie no one has ever heard of. <laughs> uh, I bet you, I bet we can find uh, like a copy on like Pirate Bay or something like that. But of oh, course, I'm not gonna, re- I'm not mean, gonna no, recommend it. Uh, no, of course uh, not. That, so, um, okay. The second question, what gambling scenario or experience would you like to see d- depicted in TV or movies? And I think we've we've sort of talked about things around this idea, but not specifically like, you know what? I really wanted to see someone like just do like put that up on the silver screen for me to sit down and enjoy. Uh, I was curious if there was anything... Anything? That, I guess the question is, is there anything we haven't brought up yet? Is there anything we haven't seen? Is there, a tr- is there something that's not a trope or uh, or anything like that? That It's like, man, I'd really like it if someone did this in a TV show or movie.
1: Yeah, I kind of struggled with this one. I couldn't think of anything in particular because a lot of things have been represented in movies. And all I could think of was all the times things are poorly represented. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm probably not going to answer your question because the answer would be, well, I'd like to see poker represented well. Well, it was represented well in Rounders or, right. oh, you know, I'd like to see a movie where, you know, the gamblers kind of win at the end and I won't name any movies because I don't want to put spoilers out there, but there have been some like that. So no, I, I couldn't come up with anything in particular. The only thing I wanted to say is I've been watching a lot of TV shows uh, that have poker in them. I do a kind of a search and when I'm falling asleep, I'll put on a, you know, some rerun that yeah, have poker. poker in them and poker is just always represented so poorly, <laughs> especially in sitcoms. I mean, I yeah. guess I shouldn't come down so hard on it, but it's always, well, I don't know how I have enough money. How about the keys to my car? What No. So I, do you have an answer?
0: Well, uh, I, I, I will admit that all three of these questions that I sent to you, I sent you because it came to mind and I, I had a hard time figuring out what I thought it would be. And I was curious to see if you, <laughs> if you had uh, an answer to this. Um, and then the more I thought about it, the more, the, the more I narrowed down on some, um, I would like to see, and I don't know how you do this, but I would like and I don't, know if, I don't know if it's worth doing it. The two things that come to mind, 21 and two for the money. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the context on this. I would like okay. to see a movie that involves an AP where they don't start losing just because they're, emotions have changed
1: yeah i think you mentioned that before right? yes right and
0: i don't know how you depict that for for it to be meaningful to the audience
1: yeah or entertaining yeah <laughs> exactly
0: yeah so uh, it's tough for me to say that that i want that because even even if i saw it i'd probably be like well that was stupid you know? <laughs> like you know, yeah. i don't know i don't know why they did that. i don't know why they bothered with that but, uh you know in 21 when he gets pissed he just starts losing uh and two for the money he gets emotional and just all of a sudden can't win a win a bet and it's like come on man I, I've I've bet things I don't understand of one before right so it's uh, right
1: and unfortunately though you know those conflicts where suddenly they go on till that makes for good drama right it really does. and so if you're writing a script and you know, he gets upset, but it doesn't affect his play at all. Like, what? So where's the story? <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I know what you mean. It would be hard to depict. Yeah, it would be. Um, maybe instead of depicting that, maybe I would just like to see less drama involved in him, them being the, um, but it also where's the arc if you don't do that? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. You know,
1: it, it can be done. Um, yeah. Maybe just don't don't make it as big a deal. Right. You know, yeah, maybe it's a a quick slip or something, but then the person gets back on track. It's like, okay, good. They didn't go for that, you know, obvious plot twist there. Yeah.
0: I think maybe in the in the vein of where, like, you know, maybe if it's closer towards the end, right, because then you could have a happy ending that looks like it's going south. Okay, right? Sure. You know, um, because it's always in the middle, right? It's always the arc of, oh, no, here's the, the drama. They've gotten emotional, and this is where yeah. things are going poorly. Maybe if it's closer towards the end, you can start getting that pit, like that feeling in your stomach, like, oh, my goodness, he's going on tilt. And then it just happens to work out for them anyways. Yeah. And that's the lesson learned. I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, what might actually be a kind of a, a
1: good current example of that is the Queen's Gambit which is currently on oh, Netflix. Sure. Um, it's a seven episode miniseries, basically based on the book and the character does go through some of these, you know, ups and downs. And, uh, I think they actually handle it pretty well. In fact, my wife and I, we kept commenting on, isn't it great what they don't do in this mini series? Yeah. You kind of expect it to go one way. It's like, Oh, here we go. And it doesn't. So this might not be exactly what you're looking for. And I don't know if you, you've watched the mini series, but, um, I'd recommend it. It's an excellent show, and uh, they, I think they do a good job of it.
0: You know, now that I think about, it, I would, I would like to see craps depicted outside of a casino setting.
1: So, like uh, street craps, or
0: yeah, street craps. Maybe, um, maybe someone sort of put together, uh, like not to, like the house where they like had an actual craps table, right. but. Um, I feel like, and, and we'll have a reference here in one of the sh- episodes we talk about today. But I feel like craps outside of the casino just gets referenced uh, where, it, but like you, you see it inside of a casino. You only hear the reference to it outside of the casino, right? Like,
1: yeah,
0: uh, like Laverne saying, uh, "I need to find that craps game in the basement again," <laughs> right, stuff like right. that. So, yeah, um, maybe you know, maybe there's that, um, and yeah. You know, know what yeah. I might I might recommend for you is a Bronx Tale. Have you seen that? Uh, no, but I remember I, I heard you guys mention it uh, on the on the YouTube uh, yeah stream. Yeah. There is
1: an extended crap scene, and oh. it is not in a casino. It's a bunch of guys getting together and playing well, craps.
0: There we go, that and it goes that for a So
1: yeah, uh, check that out. Tell me what you think.
0: And you know what? To be to have representation on the screen, I want to see some don't betting. Damn it, <laughs> I want to see someone. <laughs> I mean, I actually think that would be like, uh, I'm not going to get into this too much. I am writing, uh, some gambling related fictional, uh, material, and I have thought about how great, like, how great it would be to have that, uh, have a scene with a don't better and a shoot, you know, like that, yeah. that conflict, I think actually, yeah, that's actually the answer to my question. I thought I was just being kind of funny. I think you could have a really interesting scene with that conflict between shooter and don't player.
1: Oh, okay, right.
0: You know, like there is, or, you know, like, or like the table against the, against the, you know, like the, I think uh again you the typical audience isn't going to know what's going on or understand why they're why that's happening you'd have to find a way to either explain it to them um or- well I, I mean all you'd have to do is have just a short co- conversation between two characters where one oh. says
1: what's going on and the other says he's betting the opposite you know and, and oh yeah there you, you've got yeah. It, so yeah
0: well there you go i'm right as soon as we're done here i'm gonna write that in my uh Fantastic. Little yeah uh by the way i have a great dealer role set out just for you um oh, okay. if yeah um Okay, last question: If if there was a animated TV show that featured casino gambling, uh, the setting is a casino, what cartoon or animation style do you think it would resemble? Um, and this, I'm just curious if you, because I, I couldn't think of anything. Uh, like I was having a hard time thinking. Like, is there is there even one? Can I even think of one? Uh, that that has one. And of course, there's, there's no feature cartoon I can think of. Maybe scenes. Um, and then I wondered, I wonder what kind of style a casino themed show would have. Uh, what wh- what do you think would, would work? Yeah. So when you sent me this question, something
1: came to mind right away. And later, I noticed that you had posted the question on Twitter, and a few people came up with the same answer that I did. And my answer is the TV show Archer. Yes. And maybe it's because he's a spy, and that reminds me of James Bond. (laughs) Right. Or maybe I can just imagine him playing in a casino. You know, he drinks a lot. He's got kind of a a wild lifestyle. I, I could see, well, actually, any of the characters somehow involved in some kind of casino game. So that's my answer archer the tv show very funny show
0: um i i agree um without I, I think it would definitely depend on of course what the tone is right that matters um but without knowing too much without thinking too much about what the tone setting whatever it, the story is uh archer definitely won. uh bojack horseman came to mind okay yeah yeah, of just you know not complex but definitely kind of unique and um, yeah. Well, thank you for joining me on uh, on those sets of questions. That yes, uh, yeah. But I, I thought those were fun exercises. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, we are going to uh, we're going to wrap up Rick and Morty. We're going to introduce uh, a couple uh, new shows we haven't talked about here. Uh, Rick and Morty had a, quite a few. Uh, conversations hey, and that's a little segue right from cartoons to going to rick and yeah, morty there you go. yeah don't you know, I, th- I thought about rick and morty and then i like as a, as a style and i was like nah i, I actually did like it I, for some reason it didn't quite fit maybe it's because i find uh rick and morty sacred and i don't want anything to resemble well, it and you
1: know rick and morty kind of moves at a faster pace too when you have yes. something like
0: archer they could actually be in a
1: long casino scene yes you know, and make it funny whereas rick and morty you know it's all right we got to move on to the next thing
0: that's a great point that's a great point uh, Rick and Morty in the first couple seasons uh, brought us a handful of gambling references, but in, in seasons three and four, uh, I can only find one. Uh, Morty's Mind Blower, season three, episode eight. Uh, this is a show that is uh, sort of like a clip show uh, where they just were like in a, in a sitcom, it would be showing you either flashbacks or scenes that maybe they had, they had taken and never shown before. Uh, this was sort of their way of, of, of doing that. And one of the sort of flashbacks that Morty sees through this device that's showing him all these memories that have been removed from his uh, from his brain, uh, one of them shows a quick flashback of him playing cards and getting his hand cut off. Um, and I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, man, I would also not want to remember having my <laughs> hand cut off and also wondered, where's Morty's hand? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah right if this is just a memory that that's
0: true right uh, um, it might not be the same Morty. you know how that goes right right of course <laughs> uh, the, the only thing about this i thought was interesting there are both cards and dice on the table yes uh, <laughs> yes and it made me wonder i was like are they like are they playing some complicated game i've never heard of or are they simultaneously playing poker and craps uh well someone's shuffling they just got a craps game going on while someone's <laughs> shuffling and dealing <laughs> Uh, but that does it for Rick and Morty see, uh, yeah. through this, three, four seasons.
1: You know, it's this is such a great episode. It's, you know, the clip show of clips you've never seen before, right? Yes. Which I think uh, Rick at one point even kind of calls it that. And Community did something similar, too, in one of their seasons. It, it, it looks like you're watching a clip show because there are all these flashbacks. Yep. But as you start watching, you're thinking, wait, did I miss that episode? No, they're all new. <laughs> it's a great great way, too, for the writers to, you know, maybe they had an idea for just something you know and they couldn't build much on it says so oh we'll just throw it into that fake clip episode
0: i didn't think about this for the episode you're referring to in community but i did wonder about this uh about what you're pointing out there with rick and morty if the writers just had the all these cards on the wall and uh, yes. nothing fit in and they're like <laughs> yes. okay time to clean out all these cards we know we're never going to fit in start writing scenes for these yes um and i think that cuz they're all very random and they all like you could you could definitely they all fit like that's the thing they all sort of fit into rick and morty like oh yeah i could see that happening Or are all typical rick and morty right like in <laughs> yeah. uh, uh but of course there's no no context or story there um rick and morty season five still tbd uh on when that's coming out but uh as that comes out uh, of course we'll be uh screening that for any good gambling references moving on to another dan Harmon uh made show and i think the first time we've uh discussed this uh, as far as uh, finding references, the show Community, uh, which I think came out in like 2008. I should have had that uh, pulled up, but I think it came out shortly before I deployed, so that that would have made sense. It sounds and, about right. Yeah, and uh, it stars um, I just <laughs> Joel McHale as Jeff Winger. It, it takes place at a uh, at a community college. Uh, it has now what is obviously a star-studded cast. Uh, at its time, uh, P- um. I keep on going to their character names, <laughs> um, uh, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, thank you. Uh, Chevy Chase was kind of the the big star that hit it. Jo- it was exciting for Joe McHale to get a lead role, uh, but of course, this is where uh, Allison Brie and uh, and Donald Glover both really uh, you know with some other things going on in their career. Obviously, this was a big uh, leap for them. And uh, one of my one of my favorite shows of all time. For um, sure, Mine too. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely one that I tell people uh out, other than i think what is it, season four or season is it season four that's like considered the gas leak year that dan Harmon wasn't there mm-hmm. right outside of that i think you could pull up any episode of, of community and find something funny in it even if you don't yeah. understand the context that's how <laughs> to me that's how well written it is uh season one episode eight uh the episode's called home <laughs> home economics Shirley uh claims that uh, that love is a gamble um which i thought uh i was like that that's actually a great point love is actually a a pretty good gamble uh and that waiting doesn't change the dice uh you either roll them or you lose your turn how long at a craps table mark does a dealer like it's pretty much you just get the like you you have like two seconds to agree to roll the dice right like you don't think about it right Right. if a dealer's like you're up yeah how long are they waiting for you how long are they waiting for you to respond
1: uh, you know, I, I, it's probably not fair, but it'll depend on the person. You know, it depends on the if the person is a young woman or an older man, or sure. even race will come into it. Unfortunately, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think some dealers will try to push for certain players. To, no, come on, roll. Right. While others, you know, if if they you, looks like it's some seasoned player and they just kind of wave it off, it'll you know go real quick. So,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: I guess it's going to depend on the person, but they won't wait too long. They got to keep the game moving.
0: Right. Uh and then Annie played uh played uh, by Allison Bree, uh shows us how sexual a hand gesture can be <laughs> of trying to make it look like you're rolling dice when you're not actually holding dice and you're holding uh and you're doing that gesture near the center of your body. Yes. Uh and she does a really great job in, yes. in miming that. And um yeah. There is um uh, episode nine i just I, i've seen this in my notes and realize think i think i actually think i forgot to send you this note mark so yeah, I I didn't, yeah i didn't see
1: anything about nine
0: uh episode nine it's called debate 109 is the name of the episode uh jeff gives britta 10 to 1 odds that the hypnotherapy expert that pierce is referring to was actually pierce uh <laughs> pierce is like you know you, you're sitting or uh he's like you're uh, you're sitting next to a dynamite hypnotherapist or something like that. And he, and just like 10 to one odds says it's him. And I was like, that's, that's horrible odds, Jeff. That's, a, that's really bad. Like, can I get those odds? Like 10 to yeah, one? But, like yeah. that's an, uh, Bretta really missed out on a positive EV play there because, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, that's, it, it should have been one to 10. Um, right. Yeah. It, yeah. it just shows you how, you know, he spouted it
1: off and we all knew what he probably meant. Certainly people right. who aren't gamblers knew that he, Oh, it, So Pierce probably is the guy, you know, when that's not specifically what he said. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he, right. So to the average listener and probably what they're trying to imply, it sounds like he's saying there's, you know, there's, there's a 10 times chance or whatever that it's him, right. But, but offering her 10 to one odds um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's a poor, uh, poor market there. You know, if instead,
1: if, if instead he had said 10 will get you one,
0: his right. peers yes. it's the
1: same same you know it makes sense now and you know people are not gamblers still come away with this with the intent same intent
0: exactly uh i've only made it through episode 10 of community watching it through this lens uh it's something i actually when i when i was like all right i guess i'll go through community thinking like i've watched this so many times yeah. <laughs> i can't think of one gambling reference and i found two uh, yeah, just go. in the first season so yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm excited to keep watching it all right, moving on to uh, the show Scrubs, which uh, is another one of my favorite shows. I'm sure you're, uh, everybody's seeing a theme here in the shows that I'm selecting. <laughs> uh, Scrubs stars Zach Braff, uh, written and uh, and created by Bill Lawrence, uh, who did other... Uh, the show he did before that was Spin City, yep, uh, right. before he launched Scrubs. Yep, with Michael J. Fox, yep. Exactly. Uh, a theme, um, a connection... Here with another show is um uh Sarah Chalk, who plays Elliot Reed, and Scrubs also voices Beth and Rick and Morty. Mm. Um, so I like it when there's good connections between my favorite <laughs> shows. Uh, you know, Mark, I have to admit the Scrubs, maybe it's just because I was watching them maybe a little bit more passively, um, by accident, or whatever, but I felt like the references were a little more subtle. Um, there, there, I mean, there's a few where they actually where they say poker and craps, right? Those aren't subtle. Um, but uh, there's a couple here that I thought like, oh, I guess, I, I guess, why, why hadn't I noticed that before? And maybe, uh, maybe just doing this exercise so often, um, before or not, maybe watching all of these episodes without doing this exercise, I don't think of it. Uh, sure. but I, I felt like when I watched this one again. Uh, there's a couple that I missed that you pointed out. Uh, and there were ones that, um, I went back to like watch an episode for, because it was on the rewatch podcast or whatever. And then I would be like, Oh snap, I missed that the first Mm -hmm. time through. So, um, who knows? All right. We're going to start with season two, episode six. Uh, the show, the episode's called My Big Brother. Uh, Dr. Cox, who's played by John C. McGimley, who, in my opinion, is... Uh, I, If I made a top ten list of my favorite characters to ever uh, be shown on a television, Dr. Cox would definitely make that list. All right. Very good. Uh, and then uh, Turk, who is played by... Uh, Donald Faison uh, they're talking uh, Turk is a as uh, a surgeon Dr. Cox is a physician uh, and they make a t- they make a, uh Dr. Cox bets 20 bucks that Turk is going to kill his patient in surgery right Dr. Cox feels the patient is too old and won't survive the surgery yes and uh, when I heard that I was like who is Who's more devious in this exchange? Is it Turk that, he's, that he is wagering on his performance as a surgeon? Or is it Dr. Cox who benefits from the death of this individual? I think Turk
1: is making the more inappropriate move here. And Dr. Cox even calls him on it later. Because if right. you're familiar with Dr. Cox's character, he's baiting him basically. Right. You know, 20 bucks says you'll kill him. And, you know, Turk should respond with, I'm not going to bet that, you know, (laughs) a patient lives or dies. Yeah. And Cox actually calls him on it later. So that's my answer.
0: Okay. Uh, Season two, episode nine, my lucky day at the 11 minute, 20 second mark. And I don't know. I, (laughs) I don't know why I can't think of what this is called. Mark, please help me here. Dr. Cox does the hand gesture like a dealer does to show there's nothing in his hand. What's that called? Yeah, I think it's just called cleaning their hands. Okay, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I when I send that to you, I was like, well, that's not right. Mark will definitely correct <laughs> me on, <laughs> on whether or not that's right. Um, that's a gambling reference that I think that that's a more unique gambling reference that uh I that normal viewers know what he's doing, but gamblers know where it comes from.
1: Yeah and when um, yeah. you see him do the gesture too it's not i mean he really cleans them right you know rubs them together shows both sides of them and when he's done he even says good luck everyone so you know <laughs> yeah. it's definitely a dealer move
0: yes um season three stommy stop if you have anything else to, to add to these no nope. um i I will say that first one we talked about uh, 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 two uh,
1: episode uh, season two episode six that's a very funny episode. It might have been the yes. funniest I thought of of all the ones we're, we're looking at here.
0: Yes. Uh, season three, episode 14, My Screw Up. Uh, this is arguably one of the best episodes of Scrubs. Um, it features Brandon Frazier. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'd recommend watching it if you are uh, a fan of Scrubs. Maybe you haven't gotten as far, you don't remember the episode. Very good uh, episode. But uh, right at the top of the episode, uh, Dr. Cox suggests a. Uh, russian roulette booth at his son's birthday party uh (laughs) but with rounds in all of the chambers so how everyone is a winner (laughs) and it's just the most dr cox line that uh that that uh that i've heard um, yes uh, from him have we uh, have i had the 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 hypothetical russian roulette conversation with you probably not Uh, No, we don't need to have it, but. And let's not have it
1: because I remember when you were having it, I think it was with Eric or somebody else. And I thought, oh, I don't think I'd answer the same way. And then I didn't even want to think about it. So, yeah, let's move on. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, 1216, this is, uh, you caught this. Uh, There's a gin rummy scene uh, where uh, Zach Braff or JD, played by Zach Braff, is uh, playing gin rummy with a security guard. Uh, And the reason why I didn't pick up on this when I went back after you pointed it out is there's nothing in the scene that makes it apparent that they're gambling. But when JD comes out of his flashback, he makes mm-hmm. the comment, "I need to win my money back from Leonard," and I had missed that the first time. So good yeah. catch, sir. Oh, thank you. Um, funny part about this scene: uh, <laughs> Leonard has a hook for a hand in one hand, right, and he right. has a huge afro. Uh, and when they uh, when they reference him after the flashback, they reference only the the afro and not yeah. That's uh, I that's, think there's actually an early scene where they're talking about
1: it. You know, the security right, guard right. who has a hook from a hand. You know. What do you think of when you think of him? And yeah. everybody, oh, the big afro. Yeah, That's instead great. of the hook, right? <laughs> yeah, this is a great example. You know, Scrubs was a very wacky show. Yes. But at the same time, would throw in incredibly dark and painful scenes. Uh, I mean, really, you know, just pull the rug out under you. Yes. um, This is one of those episodes. But they would do it a lot. Uh, you'd get kind of comfortable with just the back and forth and really, quite wacky and then all of a sudden you know boom
0: yes uh this episode my screw up season three episode 14 and then there's an episode i think it's in season five it's called my lunch and that one's actually my favorite episode of scrubs and it's because um the first time you watch it uh if you have a heart you may you may tear up a little bit um yeah. at the very least it'll it'll pull your heart out of your chest uh for a few seconds uh scrubs uh season three episode 15 this episode's called my tormented mentor uh todd is wearing a rag on his head with some playing cards on it's first seen it uh at uh at minute mark 427 and i i think i made a note of it you noted that it popped up earlier in the episode and when i when i thought about it i was like why did i like i think people even just get like they associate cards. If if you're not told what the cards are being used for and especially when they're being depicted on like clothing or, or merchandise or something, I think there's the, there's the association with like with gambling, right? Like with poker and other gambling related uh, card games. It, it, do you think that's fair? I, I would definitely agree. Yes. Okay. Uh. At- season three episode 16 uh episodes called my butterfly the 926 mark uh jd and elliot uh check the janitor's closet looking for a lost stuffed animal and they find a handful of janitors uh playing some uh, they're doing a number of things a few of them are playing uh playing some poker and it just it goes back to the uh poker is such an easy thing to set up in a scene <laughs> yes yeah uh
1: yeah, and I'm not going to, I don't think I'm giving away too much in saying that this episode looks at two uh, different possible realities from a certain starting point. And the poker game actually does show up again at 1713, but since it's a different reality, it's a little bit different. In fact, I think Elliot is the only doctor who walks in on them.
0: Right, right. Um, uh, Scrubs, season three, episode 20, episode's called My Fault at the 1333 1333- Mark, um, actually, before I get to there, at the top of this episode, uh, Dr. Kelso makes a joke referencing Reno. And I didn't the first time I watched this episode when I was uh, when I was watching for the references, because usually my process in this is watch them make the note really quick, either like in my, whatever I'm using, or I'll send it to you in a DM. And then when I go for show prep, I'll go back and watch them all to make sure I have my notes for discussion. Uh The first time I watched it, I kind of breezed past it thinking like, "Ah, that's a Reno reference. It's not a gambling reference. Yeah. But then I wondered, is Reno in the same vein as, uh, as Vegas and maybe even Atlantic city in that it is a town associated with gambling.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it is. Uh, cause I'm thinking of other, like if you said Carson city, Nevada, well, nobody really thinks of gambling right. in that place, but Reno, you would Laughlin. Um, yeah, I guess to a certain extent. Yeah. Like you said, certainly not like Las Vegas, Sure, but yeah. And certainly for gamblers, you know, we hear Reno, that's the only thing we think of.
0: Right. <laughs> Uh, and I really appreciated the joke. Uh, Dr. Kelso says, Dr. Cox, I'm going to tell you the same thing I'd said to the stand-up comedian that I saw at the strip club in Reno. I'm not here for the jokes. There um, you go. Yeah, yeah, I missed
1: that too. It didn't even occur to me. Yeah, uh, Good. <laughs> at, uh,
0: at 1333, uh, Dr. Cox is trying to convince a – well, I guess in the entirety, it's kind of a running theme – uh, Dr. Cox is trying to convince a patient who is a hypochondriac to not get a free body scan that's being offered uh, by Dr. Kelso because they have uh, a bit of a bet on it. and at 1333 uh, is the is the scene that I picked out of here because uh, he admits while taking his hypochondriac out to uh, out to lunch that, uh the he's pretty much willing to do anything because he doesn't want to lose the bet uh to bob kelso uh and the wager being that if he lost he has to uh kiss kelso's ring
1: right and that it's a good plot point that comes up later too so it's very important to the story
0: right and then the the only episode really of scrubs thus far that has multiple gambling references in it and will be the uh, sort of the the, the feature or ending points of this conversation, Scrubs season four episode thirteen, uh, call called my ocardial, ocardial infraction, infarction. I I, um, what did I what did I say? I said infraction. Infar- I think it's infarction. Yeah. Infar- no, you're right. You're right. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I think spelling uh, correct. Actually, correct that for me. Yeah. Really. Uh, <laughs> my ocardial infarction. Um, at the. At the five-minute, 20-second mark, we saw we see Turk, Carla, Elliot, J.D., and Laverne in the cafeteria betting on Turk's blood sugar level. Yeah. Turk <laughs> is a diabetic, and this has now turned into uh, a bit of a betting ring. Uh, the, uh, the bet is high or low, Mark? What would be, what would be your, your handicap on this? Uh, well, I, I would say high
1: based on certainly things that we find out a little bit later on in the episode. And sort of the things that he eats. How about that?
0: <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think it would be a pretty, you, it, even if you just sort of subtly observe his behavior throughout a day, I think you can make a pretty sharp bet. Yeah. Uh, I think so, um, yeah. Uh, at 1331, after Turk has refused Laverne's cookies. And there uh, you go.
1: She's trying to get his blood
0: sugar up because yeah.
1: she's, you know, she's in on the betting.
0: Exactly. Uh, she's trying to, uh, she's trying to, um, I'm trying to think of the, the a good comparison, but I'm not going to come up with one. Uh, she says, Now I got to try to get back to that crafts game in the basement. Uh, I had missed that. I don't know. Look, shame on me for being a <laughs> crafts player and completely <laughs> wow. missing that reference. <laughs> I know. Good grief. Yeah. But, um, it's uh because when i when i threw it into our dm i knew there was multiple references and i was like well i'll go back in and, and re-watch it uh before instead of having instead of marking all the minute markers here uh but even when you uh, i i had watched it again and it did not have that scene in my notes when you sent it back and i was super <laughs> ashamed of myself and i was like my goodness that's 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 the reference that Gamblers are looking for exactly yeah uh 15, 14 minutes 54 seconds jd and elliot ask doug uh the pathologist um how come we walked into the morgue uh or no uh how come we walked in here i don't matter how they phrase it but they yeah. uh they uh, they're in the morgue right they're in the morgue and uh they accuse him of sitting in a circle with three corpses playing texas, <laughs> texas yeah when Hold'em. they walked
1: in yeah he was he had like three corpses propped. they don't show it right but they're asking him how come when we came in here you had these three corpses propped up and you're playing texas Hold'em.
0: I maybe because they didn't have time. I mean, who knows what the reasoning for any of the any decision on writing something in versus displaying it. But I feel like Scrubs shows so many weird things that I was like, I was kind of confused on—not confused, but I was, I was curious as to why they wouldn't depict that because that seems like a pretty funny. Um, uh, yeah, it,
1: it is, but I think the joke is, you know, they're in there, they are working on this uh cadaver you don't actually know that doug is in the morgue with him at the time and then he kind of complains you know, i don't like you coming down here oh, and messing right. with my cadavers so the joke is the first thing they say is well how come that cadaver has a coke in its hand and he says oh it keeps it cold and then the next thing is they ask him about the texas Hold'em. so i think that's kind of the deal is that you know that, that it's a series of jokes that kind of leads to that. that's
0: a good point yeah that's a good point okay i just uh seeing Doug sitting around with three corpses playing Texas hold them <laughs> yes. in my house. Like I, I, you just know that uh, they would have, they would have done that well. Uh, but that's it. That gets us through uh, at least midway through the fourth season of scrubs. Um, again, great show. Uh, if you're yeah. looking, if you're, if you uh, and look, I know that Rick and Morty wasn't for everybody. I know the community even I, I sure. know it's kind of, but if you don't enjoy the show Scrubs, um, I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't. I would just be surprised and be curious why, I guess. Um, actually, I've learned that people who dislike it, dislike it because they don't like Dr. Cox. Now that I say, say that, uh, the few people that I've heard say that don't like Scrubs is specifically because they don't like that character.
1: Sure, and, and it's not just him. There's a lot of mean sarcasm throughout the show. He's not yes. the only character who does it. Um, but you know, JD and Turk don't generally dish it out. You know, they kind of right. take it. And they they're they're kind of the normal people who are nice, and, and, and Elliot, of course, too, and uh, uh, Nurse Carla. But so, um, yeah, it's I, I agree though. It definitely has a bigger universal appeal than certainly Community or Rick and Morty.
0: Right. This uh, so I I recommended Office Ladies, a, a rewatch podcast uh, for The Office. I will. Uh, not as strongly, but still recommend uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, done by Donald Faison and Zach Braff, which is a rewatch uh, podcast for Scrubs. The only reason why I am only halfway recommending it is because uh, in the past, uh, I don't know how long, but they've gotten to a point where it's like half them just. Dis- chatting about whatever they feel like it and half talking about scrubs um and so uh, i don't recommend it strongly for the scrubs rewatch stuff but um if you are interested you can scroll their archive and you can see places where people like john c McGinley make an appearance and those episodes are always really good Mark, the last time we chatted, I proposed uh, that you come, that you bring some, uh, some content, some some TVs, movies to the table that you would like to rewatch through the lens yes. of, of this exercise. Yes. What did you come up with? I would
1: like to go back
0: and watch Cheers,
1: one of the best American sitcoms that ever existed. Ran from the early 80s to the early 90s there are at least four episodes that deal very specifically with gambling. And, um, you know, this is kind of a throwback, too. We've been talking about things here from the 21st century, so we're going to go all the way back to the 80s and watch this uh, great, very well-written sitcom, Cheers. So that's my choice.
0: So I have... um, I hope you don't think any less of me for this. Uh, I'm going to. I... I think the, cl- the, the, the most I've seen of Cheers is walking by the bar in uh, in Boston that it was based on.
1: Oh, okay. That's fine. I thought you said you didn't like, you were going to say you didn't like Cheers. Oh, no, and, no, no. And no, then no. I'd get very upset. But it, no, it, it, that's was, fine.
0: Right. It was a little uh, before my time. Exactly. And that's one of the reasons I wanted
1: to do it. Oh, for sure. I, kn- yeah. I, I know for sure it was before your time. So um, now, you know, maybe you can come up to speed on, uh, on cheers.
0: I'd like to, because it is, um, you know, look, there's, t- there's just too much content to watch anymore. Right. <laughs> like, they, like when people make a show, they're like, have you seen this? And I'll, I'll be like, no. And honestly, unless you tell me, it's like one of the greatest things you've ever seen, I'm probably not going to right Like uh, <laughs> it's difficult to get things. Uh, like, look, I I'm too like, as you're gambling in it. Cause if not, I don't have <laughs> fucking time to watch anything that may not have a gambling reference. in it
1: Right. Um, well, well, I'll send, people watch it so on hulu hulu has okay. all the seasons yeah so Good. um and uh i don't know if uh, I, so i've got the four episodes in mind i don't actually have them written down i don't know if you want to let people know ahead of time or not but I'll, anyway i'll send them to you um it is uh, a multi-camera sitcom so in other words it's filmed in front of a, a live audience yes. so there is laughter um and that's different from the kind of the, some of the other shows that um we've been reviewing
0: yeah
1: and um you know the spinoff was fraser which is maybe a little you know more familiar with um younger people because sure. fraser went into the you know 2000s but uh
0: yeah cheers one of my favorites always looked forward to it uh, in the 80s so, so um hulu do you are so are we just gonna go over those four episodes or are you gonna do a front to back and pick up on other references that may be there uh we'll see
1: now i i I know that we've kind of been picking apart you know some of these episodes that aren't necessarily full-on gambling related but i can think of four okay specific cheers episodes where it's really gambling you know they're it's talking about gambling it's a, a major part of the show right so i'm thinking maybe just those four episodes and we just kind of dive into it a little bit more um maybe i'll You know, I I don't know if that'll be enough to fill up um, an entire episode. So maybe I'll look at some other things as well. That's a good point because I don't know how long we can talk about some of these episodes and and some have spoilers that, you know, maybe we don't want to bring up. So oh yeah, yeah, I'll think about that. Maybe I'll get together with you off mic too. We'll talk about it.
0: Okay. So Hulu is where you can find some cheers. Um, I know both Hulu and Prime has Rick and Morty. Netflix has Community Scrubs uh, available on Hulu and Prime. Um, for anybody who wants to, to to go back and watch some of those, very good. Well, next time we do this, we'll be uh, hold, hold, I, think I it. Norm, Cliff, and Diane, right?
1: Hey, yeah, you no, know, you you you're no
0: Norm, there Cliff, we, and Diane. There, there go. we go. <laughs> uh, look, I feel a little, I feel like I'm a little little more knowledgeable than I did. Um, <laughs> he, the only reason why I know that is because of a rap lyric, and I'm not kidding. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, there's a jewel,
1: Norm. Cliff and Diane.
0: Yes, there's a uh there's a Joelle Ortiz line where he says, uh and the girls cheer like Norm Cliff and Diane. Um <laughs> and first and ever since I heard that line, I always know who the characters that cheers <laughs> are because of that one My line. Oh god, that's yeah. hilarious. So there we are. Uh Mark, this is always uh always a good time and I look forward to doing this in approximately four weeks.
1: Yeah, it sounds good. Always fun. Thanks, Tim.
0: That's a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. I appreciate all the positive feedback that uh, that, that uh, the audience has given me, uh, given me and Mark in um, in this endeavor. It's a lot of fun chatting about it. Uh, check out his conversation with uh, the Same Bets uh, YouTube channel uh, for for the little Hollywood uh, gambling references that uh, that they went over. Um, but yeah, uh, enjoy doing that with Mark about every four weeks. So. Uh, If this is, for some reason, the only episode that you enjoy, uh, in about four weeks come back, we'll do another episode. Okay. Uh, A a couple updates from The Better Life. Uh, I believe Better Santa stuff is finally fully resolved. That's right. It's finally fully resolved. Uh, just three weeks into January, uh, I think one person is waiting for uh, for a supplement to their order uh, when there was an issue. So uh, if you're that person and I think you know who you are, Uh, be patient. It's, it's probably in the mail. Boy, USPS was behind on things. I mean, I was getting, uh, I got a couple messages from people, um, you know, a good week, week and a half into January saying, Hey, I, I still don't see it. USPS hadn't even updated their, their, uh, the package as received. And of course then I'm nervous, like, well, goodness, where is it? And then boom, all of a sudden it just shows up on their doorstep (laughs) and automatically updates as, uh, as delivered. So, uh, it got there. A few thing, the few things that uh, the, the, the few sort of peak things that were in those uh, packages that I thought were were cool. Um, one of them was Moneyline Dice. Now, you may some some of you may have already seen this uh, this product floating around Twitter. It it does have a Twitter handle. Um, it is a set of five dice that uh, you can pick up a combination of them. Uh, roll it, and by the roll of the dice, you can make a decision on what side you're going to bet in sports betting. Now, of course, I sent that as a joke. Uh, Well, not as a joke. I sent that for fun. That's what I mean. I sent that for everybody to have fun with. I don't actually expect anybody to make their decisions in sports betting uh, with, uh, with these dice. I thought they were a fun way to... Uh, either make bets with your friends, or I may use them for charity bets, or whatever it may be. Uh, but I did appreciate the uh, the fun that could be had with them. So that was one of the that was one of the items that sports betters uh, that sports betters got. The other uh, the other item that I enjoyed uh, getting for this was the the Struggle is Real T-shirt that shows the the video poker scenario in which you hold four to the royal. Only to get a fifth card that is the saint, that is the correct, uh, that is the correct card that you need, but isn't the right suit. Uh, and to, in a nod to travel fanboy, we uh, we made uh, it even the the same color, right? But the wrong suit. So uh, the shirt depicts four spades, and they pull off, uh, and the the card that gets delivered is the jack. Adam did choose, I let him choose, um, which card would be the, uh, the one card off. And he, ch- <laughs> he chose Jack because he wants everybody to know that, uh, you're just a Jack off from getting a Royal. So, uh, that was one of them. Uh, that shirt is in the better life online store, the better slash merch use promo code. Yo 11 for 11% off of your purchase. I also have hoodies coming in. I'm going to have those in the store if you would like to buy one. I'm still probably a couple weeks away from being able to ship them, but if you'd like to get the order in uh, now, uh, you can, and it'll be a little bit cheaper than it will be once I have them in stock. So if you want to get ahead uh, on a a slightly better price um, uh, for a hoodie uh, of this this design, you can do that uh, as well. And then lastly, uh, something I had designed for, uh, I mean, there was a number of things in the the Better Santa. These these are the three things I wanted to bring up. The, th- the last thing was, and I believe everybody got one of these, this was the thing that every Better Santa uh, purchase got, was a Do Better mask. I had a mask printed uh, in the style of the Better Life font, uh, only reading Do Better. Uh, I am throwing that into every order from the store um, until I run out of them. So, uh, if you like, I I don't think masks are going to go away for a while, even as people get vaccinated, I think the, uh, the rule for masks is gonna, is going to exist until there is like proven herd immunity. So, um, if you want a better themed mask, um, Make a purchase at the Better Life Store, the betterlifeus merch. Uh, every order, I'm t- tossing in one of these uh, one of these masks. So uh, I think those are those are kind of fun. Also at the website, and this isn't this probably won't be. If you're someone who listens to these shows the second they come out, it may not be the true may not be true uh, for you. But for most of you, by the time you listen to this, there will be a page on the website where I have all of my futures positions in all sports listed not maybe probably not, not probably not how much i'm invested into those but uh the the league the team and the price in which i got them uh in case anybody you know if you have a free bet or something and you want to get some positive or not, i mean i can't guarantee it's positive vv but uh, if you have a free bet or something i know a lot of you take advantage of these promos and stuff and don't always know exactly what to bet or where um Here's an option, and it's something that's easy for me to maintain and update uh, as it goes. So uh, soccer, NFL, NBA, all of it. If I make a future bet in, in any market, uh, I'll have it listed there. Thebetterlife.us slash futures, plural. Uh, lastly, I on Thursday when I was upset about my computer going to crap, um, I was on my, uh, mobile device and I opened up and asked me anything, uh, because, uh, more, <laughs> more, cause I was kind of bored, uh, than anything, but I thought it was a good opportunity to open up some questions that may or may not have to do with gambling and, uh, you know, give some people some sort of, uh, itch to their scratch or the, some, a scratch to their itch of, uh, better life content. Um, a few things that got brought up here that uh, that I wanted to repeat or answer publicly here on the show. Uh, Captain Jack asked what the, my first bet in Virginia was. Uh, it was, in fact, Robert Tunyon's um, over 32 and a half receiving yards for the game uh, tomorrow, Sunday, January 24th, uh, against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Is like twenty first or twenty second in DVOA against tight ends. Uh, I think this number should be closer to forty. So uh, I like this. uh, I like this number here, thirty two and a half. This is also going to be a huge benefit for those of you that maybe bet in faraway places. Local, like sports betting operators in your state, is huge because that number was available to me in the FanDuel app, like. Thursday, right? And in it w- and I knew that number was available because I looked at uh, DraftKings and other places earlier than that. Uh most places, uh especially faraway places aren't going to have player props live. Um I think maybe ben Online does, uh, but I'm not too familiar with uh with with them. Um but it, anyways, depending on where you depending on your out depending on where you normally get down I'm not saying this is perfect across the board but uh, there's you're probably gonna you're probably gonna have an opportunity to bet into player props earlier in the week than maybe you normally have uh, would be or have gotten used to uh, with other outs and um, other jurisdictions so that is one benefit anyways Robert Tunyon, over 32 and a half receiving yards was my first wager um, and it was one that uh, I was really looking forward to making because my other outs hadn't posted it yet, uh, so I was glad to get action down uh, on that. Uh, someone asked uh, if uh, a place that I haven't traveled to that is on top of my bucket list. Uh, well, uh, the answer is England, and because I was, it was, I was supposed to visit it in 2020. there was actually a, a pretty significant highlight that I was looking forward to in 2020. Uh, was a uh, a trip to England specifically to take advantage of the open sports betting market there and all of the soccer matches that we're, we're going to go on. I was just essentially just going to tour England uh, through the, through uh, sports betting and soccer, and uh, who knows? It could, uh, you know, uh, they, they seem to be coming down with the plague over there, so who knows how long it is till I can go get back to the UK. Uh, Eric Skinner asked, uh, who's going to win this weekend's NFL games? Uh, I... I bet the Bills money line when Mahomes was still kind of in the air. I think it's. I think people are assuming now. Unless there's, there might even be news already that, that he's probably going to play. Um, I think I can't tell you who I think is going to win that game. I want the Bills to win, but I can't tell you who I think is going to win. Uh, on the other side, uh, Green Bay. I took Green Bay first quarter, Green Bay first half, um, and I will likely look for an opportunity to take them in game if there if there's an opportunity, but I don't think there will be. Uh, people asked for my gambling book recommendations. Um, then One Day from Chris Andrews is a favorite. Uh, At the Sands was really good. Dr. Schwartz's most recent book. Uh, I really like that one. Uh, and Gambling Wizards by Richard Munchkin. That, one, that one's a fun read as well. Uh, and then lastly, someone asked me if I have any, uh, will see asked if I have any good tales from my time in the military. And, uh, I, I do. And I, I, I want to make sure I remember them correctly and have enough entertaining details to make it worth it. But, uh, maybe I'll do a Patreon episode. Maybe I'll do a YouTube live Um, maybe I can try to find enough that are gambling related to just do, uh, make it part of an episode here. But, uh, yes, I, I have some, I will think of a way, I think I've told a number of them as it pertains to gambling, uh, like going to Barcelona with my, with my Marine buddy and that's, and going to the casino and, and poker not being available and that's how i actually got into blackjack because there was nothing else to do so i started playing blackjack uh the number of poker games that i've been in any scenario in uh it while i was in the military whether it was poker games on a saturday night at the barracks or a poker game at the chief of missions uh house at the uh, embassy in algeria uh where i'm playing poker with people whose salary is like three times mine, uh th- there's a number of good stories i'm sure on that front um sports betting throughout that entire time Really isn't all that exciting because at the time all I could do was sort of those weird like, bova- uh, like Bovada and stuff, and I really wasn't knowledgeable enough to really take advantage of it. Uh, experiencing Black Friday while I was in uh, in Lima, there's a number of these that I think I've sort of told here and there. Maybe I'll unpackage it a little bit more and add some more uh, some more non-gambling related stuff, and possibly do that uh, in a YouTube uh, YouTube live setting. Uh, and then before I go, I'm going to tease this uh, possible or and likely future endeavor. Uh, I may be trying twitch uh, soon. I may try doing some twitch activity. I gotta find the right games to play. Um, I gotta find a, some good casino games to play uh, but I may start doing some um, some regular but maybe not too frequent, streams on twitch to uh, uh to do some casino gaming uh and and chat with you all so we'll uh, more info on that but uh thank you so much for taking the time to listen it truly means the world to me uh you know i i enjoy recording with eric and mark and the rest of them for hours at a time um knowing that i get to package it into something that i am proud of and something i'm, I'm confident you will enjoy. So, uh, thank you for all the great feedback. I'm really sorry if I make your ears bleed and, uh, we will be back on Thursday, uh, with another guest on behalf of Mark Duvall. I am Timothy Lawson. Good night and good luck.